0: You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode 101. Morgan and I are just in the studio. We're working our butts off for this wedding photography summit. Seriously, we're working all weekend, obviously. We've been working during the day, during the night. (laughs) Every spare second, we've been on this, making sure that it's going to be the best workshop ever, telling you right now. So today, I've got a special episode for you, and I really wanted to bring it to you because it's got a lot of energy. So it is a repurposed episode from a podcast called Rally Caps, and Rally Caps is hosted by Eric and Stephen. You should definitely go over and check out their podcast, Rally Caps. You can find it on wherever you can download and wherever you listen to podcasts. So before we get into the episode, because it is full of energy, we talk about business, we talk about booking Gary Vee for the summit, we talk about so many different aspects of life and business and how all that works together. But I want to invite you to the Wedding Photography Summit because I know there's a few people that still don't have their tickets And we're on a mission right now, doing all the marketing that we can, doing everything that we can to make sure that you don't miss out on this lifetime opportunity. Seriously, when I tell people about this, sometimes I don't think people realize the weight of an opportunity like this, you know, because it's not only just learning the tools of the trade, learning the secrets, but also getting inspired by some of the best in the industry as well. And then meeting and talking to a whole new community of people. So you broaden your network. And as we all know, as your network expands, your net worth expands as well. So very important to get into that room, say hi to everybody, be part of it, and you can ask questions. You can get in the clubhouse. There's going to be tons of cool things going on and we're doing some giveaways as well. So other than that, let's get straight into the podcast because I believe you're really going to love the podcast. And again, one more time, go to weddingphotographysummit.com. Morgan's laughing at me over there because he's like, are you just doing a second plug for the wedding photography summit? But look, hey, if I have to do a second plug, a third plug, a fourth plug... You've got to get over there and get that ticket. And then screenshot yourself getting that ticket. Put it on Instagram, tag me at jylong.co so I can congratulate you and share it on my Instagram as well. Okay, guys, let's get into it.
1: Hailing from Down Under, our Australian guest from Melbourne, Jai Long is a worldwide household name in the wedding photography realm, decorated as a rangefinder, 30, rising star. He now coaches other wedding photographers to find success in their photography business with his signature business map, online summits, and unmatched internet presence. He's been featured on Forbes. He runs an ethical and vegan clothing line, and he can immediately be recognized by his signature Jai haircut. Now that he's best friends with Gary Vaynerchuk, he's ready to start five new businesses and take over the world.
2: Is all of that true, Jai?
0: You make it sound good. That's the good thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say that one's not very, that one's pretty accurate. I think all that's Mm -hmm. very true. We kind of inflate them sometimes, but that one's pretty true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, like what I do a lot of times is, a deflate because so many times like people don't think it's believable it's like you're just doing too many things so if you just start listing up all the things it's like well it's not even true so i just pretend i don't do anything yeah yeah i've got a, just a podcast and i just do a few little things on the side
1: <laughs> yeah we missed we missed a handful of things w- rattle off what else you have you have podcast you have a strong instagram presence a, a, always a fantastic promoting.
2: podcast also <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> uh, I can't
1: even
0: tell you because I can't even remember. I'm, I only focus on one thing at a time and right now I'm working on my summit and that's taken all my attention. So I can't even remember everything else I've ever done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. We're, we're going to get into the summit towards the end, but first we wanted to open up, you know, we love giving that intro, those kinds of intros because it feels like most podcasts are just like, all right, tell us all about yourself, you know, and we want to actually do something. That's what my podcast does. (laughs) (laughs) You just found stones, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Just just fighting words right off the bat. Um, You know, I I had the pleasure of being on your podcast and you even touched a bit about, and you share this online quite a bit about growing up in poverty. I just want to kind of of let people know that that's your background just from the get-go and then just ask you, how that story, as much as you want to share, has affected you personally as a as a businessman, and then after that, kind of how it's sculpted you as an educator and, and bringing other people up as well
0: Oh, so am I just Don't sharing right to, now yeah, real deep I, real quick I'm just sharing so I think um yeah, Eric, you kind of touched on some truth right there there's I think a lot of the times we uh, look at someone from that, from an online presence or we admire someone, and we'd some a lot of the times we can think that they were just handed. Everything you know, like, and it's like it's easy for that person, but what about me? It's easy for Jai because he's got a good haircut, but what about me? You know, (laughs) and I think a lot of the times we don't realize, like, um, the people that really succeed in business, in life, and everything—they're usually the underdogs. They're usually the relentless people that grew up with nothing and they got nothing to lose and a lot to gain. Mm. And it's the reason why they can take big risks. It's the reason why they push harder than everybody else. It's the reason why they're more hungry. I think to appreciate anything in life and to and to want more, you've got to have. Gone through some sort of pain, because when you go through a bit of pain, you you don't want to go back to that. And I think a lot of the times, you know, people like yourself, um, doing all these incredible things you identify this opportunity that you're like man I'm not wasting this I'm not waking up today and wasting a second of this like you know for me like I sound like an old person when I when I say this but I still every day mind blown that I'm allowed to post on social media of no rules I'm allowed to broadcast myself I'm allowed to be the media I'm allowed mm-hmm. to you know don't have to pay for advertising and I can broadcast myself to everywhere, anywhere on the planet all the time. And so I do. And that's like you said before, you got like an online presence. And I'm like, man, we all have the online presence. We all have the opportunity. Some people see the opportunity for what it is. And some people are scared of it or they, they're not in the same place where they want to push as hard as someone else. So yeah, like I, I definitely grew up um, totally poor. Absolutely. Like uh, we grew up in government housing, been homeless twice before. You know, we were the kids, like I was the kid that was for Christmas, we would have handouts at charities, we'd be lining up for that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. for me, the big driving factor was there was a lot of uh, fights in my household, a lot of domestic violence and things like that. And it came down to money because my family was uneducated. We just didn't know. And we thought we're unlucky. We weren't the chosen ones. We weren't the, you know, the cream of the crop in society and all this kind of stuff. And I think, especially my dad, he'd probably feel entitled and and played the blame game a lot. And what I realized was, man, I'm not special enough for anyone to give me opportunities for anything just to happen for me. And if I want a door to open, I'm going to have to knock on the door and have to open the doors myself. And, um, I think with that relentlessness, it's just changed my perspective on money. It made money really easy because I studied it. It made opportunities really easy because I go get my own opportunities. I was thinking about this this morning. I was talking on Clubhouse and I think a lot of people, we hate talking about success because it's the same as we don't like to talk about money. It feels like it's ego. It feels like something dirty to talk about. But really, like when you're poor, you you literally imagine what it'd be like to win the lottery. And then that only can happen if you wish and hope... And we forget that we can actually all have these massive, abundant opportunities if we put ourselves in the right room with the right opportunity, if we equip ourselves the right knowledge, if we get to work, because if you get to work, you're putting yourself in the way of the success that you're looking for. And it doesn't even come down to luck and wishing and hoping, but the more that you work and, and put yourself in the way funny enough, the more lucky you become. So Mm -hmm. that's been my life up to now. And um and it's still the same. I'm still the underdog. I'm still the person that's trying to hit goals. I'm I'm still got nothing to lose and everything to gain. And I that's how I live my life. And that's why I'm able to probably push harder than anybody else.
2: I bet Dude, that's beautiful. Oh my gosh. You certainly have kicked down a lot of doors, it seems and you've done all those things and those (laughs) opened up those opportunities really well. It seems like everything that you touch, you just do it in a really excellent way. We've kind of touched on this in the intro. You're doing a lot of stuff and you have your hands in a lot of different jars. If you had to pick one thing that you're most excited about right now, what would that be?
0: Oh man, dang it. Like the thing is, I'm so excited about everything that I wouldn't do anything if I wasn't excited about it, right? Yeah. Like literally I light up if we talk about any of my projects and that's how I gauge whether I should pursue it or not because I'm not mm. the type of person that likes to do something that's half ass pretty crappy, you know, don't believe in it. Like I only do things that would just light me up and I'm like, man, I'm so passionate about this. Right. Mm. But right now it really is my, my course, the business map, because I just hired a full-time, we got a full-time designer, full-time copywriter and a copywriter coach inside that course. And we're just taking it to another level. I'm just insanely proud of what we're making right now. Like I mm. thought I was proud last year when we made it, but i realize realized now how shitty it was compared to what we're, the output <laughs> we're putting in now. Wow. And um, it pushes me as a human, man, to, to learn how to communicate with people, meet them where they're at. So unlock their um, glass ceilings, their limiting beliefs, seeing the results that they're getting. It blows my mind and nothing makes my heart as full as is what the impact I am making over there right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just have I have so many questions. Uh, <laughs> how, you went from what was your step from zero? Like you were at zero. What was the first thing you jumped into, you jumped into loatement photography, wedding photography first.
0: So zero as in, in my wedding photography business or just in like, just from
1: like, like in entrepreneurship, like when you started doing some sort of hustle. And so
0: I, um, quit my job when I was like 15, I'll tell you the first hustle I ever did. Right. So I quit school, right. I quit school and everyone was saying like, you're you're crazy. Like 15, 16, like no one's going to give you a job. There's no jobs in this little town. Everyone tell me there's no apprenticeships. You know, there's always like the naysayers that they couldn't find anything themselves. So they're just going to tell me that there is nothing. Anyway, so I quit my, against popular uh, belief. I, I quit school because it just wasn't for me. And um, I got into the phone books and I started cold calling everyone everywhere to get a job. And I wanted an apprenticeship. Anyway, after like maybe a couple of months and I moved out of home at this stage as well. So I was living in a share house, like a bit of a halfway house with some friends. And we were kind of struggling to make ends meet. And um, I needed to change my life at this point. I was like, I'm ringing everyone, I'm getting uncomfortable, I don't care. And I heard along the grapevine that there was a new construction site happening in town. Mm. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, baby, this is it, right? <laughs> and so I went over to my mom's house and asked if I could borrow the car. I wasn't old enough to drive yet. My mom didn't care. She's like, yeah, no worries, bring it back tomorrow. Because I was like, oh, mom, I've got a new job. Like I'm starting tomorrow, it's changing my life. I can't wait for this. Can I borrow the car? And mom's like, yeah, no worries. So I'm, there I am driving down the road, I had a little bit of money left. So I bought some work boots and like a high-vis shirt. And then um, the next day at 6am, I found out what time it opened. And I drove up with all the other tradies, parked the car, walked up to the construction site. I was like four foot tall, man. I was a tiny kid. And I remember I like, knocked on the door. Literally, we're talking about opening doors. like was knocking on the door and then the foreman opened up the door and he's like, hey, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I'm here to start my new job. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, Whatever it is, I'm here. I'm on time. I got my boots on. I'm uh, I'm here. I got a car, I've got a license. It's like, he's like, How old are you? I was like, 18. You know, I can do this. And so he was so thrown by my ambition. And he was like, Yeah, well, we always need another site laborer. So you're on. And he he put me on $15 now, which is $600 a week at that age. And I hit it big. I was like, I am rich. Mm-hmm. I went home that afternoon. I told my, you know, all my friends, I was like, Boys, I'm, I'm getting paid $15 now. An and everyone's like, Oh my god, you're the richest person we know. I went out and bought a TV, you know, for the house. <laughs> but one one of the problems was with, with that job because I lied and I said that I had a car. One of my jobs was to drive and get everyone lunch every day. So I had to go get 50 orders of lunch and I had a phone book underneath on the on the chair to drive the car and I had to like make sure that no one was seeing me and I had to borrow my mom's car every day and she was devastated because she had no car. And um that went on for about 6 months but from there, like I was going around hustling everyone, like, hey, do you need an apprentice? Like, and I was talking to every single tradie, and they're like, no, Jai, you asked me yesterday, we don't need one today, we won't we need one tomorrow and the next day. Hey, do you need an apprentice? Every day until one person was like, all right, like, you just don't stop. If you can come and do some gardening at my house, like, we'll get you on, on some tools. And I was like, I'll do it this weekend, let's do this. Anyway, that didn't work out, but um, I kept ringing, ringing, and then I found out there was an electrician that might be looking for a tradie. And then, so I quit my job right there. And then I drove straight over to his house, knocked on the door, didn't know the guy. And I was like, I'm here to start my apprenticeship. Let's do this. And then he was kind of thrown back by it. But I was like, if I just cut, you know, burn the bridges, if I just go straight in on this, like I have to get, I told him I just quit my job half an hour ago and I'm ready to start this job. It was a big pay cut, obviously. I think I was getting $4.90 an hour from this one. And so I was living at a home and stuff, but I worked my butt off finished my apprenticeship and then after that yeah I started my first cafe and from there like I saved some money like my apprenticeship I saved all my money I bought a car and stuff and then after my apprenticeship I went all in and I was like I need to start something and I started a cafe and got my friends to help me and got my family to help me renovate and stuff and yeah the rest is history man I've been doing businesses ever since that's when I was about (laughs) (laughs) 19-20
1: (laughs) <laughs> so so, I mean the stereotypical question that I'm sure everybody asks you where are you getting where are you getting energy? like where are you getting all of it from? Are you focused on like we we know like um with your your vegan clothing brand, I assume you're you're eating vegan as well, or yep, you, yep. so like what kind of what kind of physical things are you doing to try to keep these things balanced like what what does that look like? It's an amazing question that
0: no one ever asked. I'm a second generation vegetarian vegan. So that's the first thing. And another thing is like all my brothers and sisters, I've got five of them to three different dads and they all have so much energy that everyone always says like, they've never met anyone with as much energy. So I do think it does help with diet for sure. Like thinking about your diet, looking after yourself. Obviously, like I don't like to put crap in my body because... I think of myself as a higher performing machine that needs to sort of keep going. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, man, like if you're passionate about what you're doing in life, like you can't even sleep. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like what it comes down to. Like there's so many people that are just sort of average, mediocre, kind of loving what they're doing, not really, not getting things off the ground, giving up, giving up on their dreams, having excuses. And I think if you're in the zone where you're just like, fuck, every day I'm waking up, I, I like, man... From the day I remember to today, like every night that I go to sleep, I'm so tired that I hit the bed and everyone's always like, "Can't believe how fast I fall asleep," and then I wake up at four or five in the morning every day and i'm I'm so ready to go and, and like make sure that I'm exhausted every single day. So mm-hmm. one thing that I know that we all have every day I've got a bank account full of creativity, full of, full of passion, full of momentum, full of you know courage, all this stuff, and I've got to make sure I use it up every day because tomorrow, if I don't use it up, it's wasted, right. And so a lot of us don't think about that. Well, we only think about what we don't have. I don't have money. I don't have opportunity. And when you realize like, yeah, but you're not using up the things that you do have. And that's why you don't have the things that you don't have. So yeah, that's um, for me, it's like making sure I'm in the zone where I'm like absolutely passionate about what I'm doing all the time. And for me, that just, it's self-generating. It's just energy that just like, I can't get tired. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: it's amazing uh eric just touched on the fact that you have a a vegan clothing line called no skin could you just elaborate a little bit on what the kind of like catalyst was to start a clothing brand
0: yeah man um so one thing in melbourne is like really really trendy to be vegan now funny enough Hmm. because it's one of those things that i got absolutely picked on when i was at school growing up like that like i was always the you know the hippie child and now it's like the trendy thing like let's do what jai's doing (laughs) You know, so um, one thing is like fashion hasn't caught up. And so if you want to be vegan in Melbourne, there's like a few different vegan brands. And for some reason, if you're vegan, you have to look like a dork and it kind of kills me. And so just thinking like, what's the disconnect? Why is it like either, you know, you don't mind um, having animal um, products in your clothing um, and looking cool. Or if you want to be ethical, you also have to look like an idiot. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was just like a no-brainer of like this stuff, like veganism is blowing up and ethical is blowing up, sustainable is blowing up. You know, running business from the heart is blowing up. And for me, it's like there's too many companies out there right now doing it for the wrong reasons and they're trying to they're trying to blanket it with like sustainable whatever you know most of it's a lie. And so we're trying to just, instead of complaining about anything because I hate complaining, I'm like, let's just change it ourselves. And let's create awareness. Let's create a product that I would wear. Let's spread it by bringing it out and making it so normal that people don't even know it's vegan. So that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, go check it out. We'll link it down in the description and show notes if you guys want to see that and just see what they have to offer. Really epic stuff. Off topic from that, going into another lane of what you do, Are you still photographing weddings yourself at at a high capacity or elopements or photography at all? I'm literally shooting a wedding
0: straight after this interview. I, I like fit it in, and I'm going to shoot a wedding, and then I got one tomorrow as well, and then we got a job on on Sunday. So, right now it's Friday for me. Um, yeah, I've got a wedding. I'm, as soon as this is finished, I'm charging this battery because I've just got to get some details, and I'm running out the door. So, yeah, there's two weddings happening in this. I mean, in the last like three weeks, I've probably shot a wedding in the hot air balloon. I shot a wedding in the registry. Yeah, probably probably like five normal, weddings in the last two stuff. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like a yeah, hot air balloon. Like, <laughs> In a hot air balloon, yeah, it was that's really amazing. cool. And I think um, yeah, I think like too many people think like, oh, if you're going to be an educator and things like that, you can scale back other things. But I do everything as I love things. And there's two things on it. I don't think you need to be a busy photographer to be a good coach. And I actually, I know a lot of people say, like, I would never hire a coach that's not actually doing the weddings, but I actually Hmm. believe, and now I used to believe that, but now I believe the opposite. I'm like, you need a coach that's not wasting their time shooting weddings because really, if you want the success that they have, you need them in your corner. And it's kind of like, think about this, right? like Mike Tyson has a coach. Mm -hmm. So he's not there boxing just by himself. He's got someone in his corner because he needs to perform at the highest level like to actually fight. He doesn't want to think about marketing. He doesn't want to think about strategy. He doesn't want to think about anything else. And then so the coach in the corner, he's not out there boxing because he needs to think about that guy's strategy. He needs to be thinking about what's next. What are you going to do? How to market it? How to blow it up? How to get paid more? And I think with a coach, like you need someone that's like in your corner. That's that person for your business. Does that make sense?
2: Mm -hmm. absolutely my Uh, mind is just kind of like slowly getting blown like left and right i'm like whoa
1: wait that's such a good point like that's awesome i knew that i mean i knew that was coming and like hearing everything that you put out uh the intentionality that you put it out something that really struck a chord in me i heard you on clubhouse one day talking about the bank account thing you'd already mentioned a bit and that was mind-boggling to me because like i think I definitely lean more towards, and this could just be because I have four kids and I'm like, my risk tolerance is just kind of like, I'm going to, I'm going to err like definitely more on the safer side and having three to six months of savings, like all that stuff. And yeah, like that's definitely my advice to people who are looking after little humans. But like the whole idea of, there's still plenty of there's still plenty of cash I could be spending out of my account or like I don't need to aggressively pay off a mortgage as aggressively as I am and and maybe use some of the cash that I'm making with my business to reinvest in different ways. If you could just expand a bit more on your philosophy of reinvesting money back in, because I look at the content that you put out on Instagram. I look at I look at the font type. I look at the way you're lighting your talking heads and your podcast excerpts and like all these things. I'm just like, that's not one person for sure. That's not one person. Like you are, like you are bringing people in, you are paying people. I know you are, I've heard you say it. So if you could just expand on that, that philosophy
0: a bit. You're conditioned from a young age to like line up, wear a uniform, go to work, save for a rainy day, pay off your house in 30 years. You're going to live the dream, right? American dream. And I think we're so conditioned with that. And it's just a slow it's a slow way that like, I don't know about your parents, but my parents are not rich from from doing that. And all my friends' parents now are struggling to retire because they've been working a job for 30 years and then let go and then they don't have savings and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I don't save for a rainy day because I learn how to make new money. And that's what it's all about. So it's like, mm-hmm. instead of trying to hang on to your money, get rid of the money so you can go make new money. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many of us, like we run a business and we get so scared of like, oh, but what happens if the bank account goes down a little bit or something? But if you're not reinvesting into what you're doing, like what you believe in, maybe you shouldn't even be doing the thing that you are doing if you won't even go all in on it. And so -hmm. if you go all in, you're going to blow the thing up, aren't you? Like if you already believe a little bit that you quit your job, you might as well go all in and throw your cash into it as well because you're going to give yourself a better chance to blow it up. It's a better story if you fail as well compared to if you just went halfway. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I always just think like if you're going to fail, go all the way in there, you know, and then make sure you're doing it properly. But hey, like... Too many of us are trying to do everything ourselves because we're trying to dollar and dime, but we're only dollar and dime in our time. And our time is worth more than anything else. And if you want to get you know, those unrealistic goals hit, if you want to go after your dreams... Like the whole reason of having a business, like you don't have a business if you are just paying yourself and you've got to show up for it all the time. You just got a shitty job of a shitty boss and the boss happens to be you. So it's like, <laughs> why not create opportunities for everybody else? You know, like why hold it to ourselves and be selfish? You know, I had a, uh, we we're talking today about haters on clubhouse and I've got a hate, like a few haters right now, They're like Jaya, he's doing the summit just for money. And he's doing this just for money. And I'm like, man, Are you doing wedding photography just for money? Are you hiring people? Because if you're not, you're selfish. Like you're not even creating opportunities for people around the world. Like you're not, you know, spreading any love, any wealth, any opportunities. And then you want to throw stones at me. That's like giving out hundreds, like thousands of opportunities to so many people everywhere in so many different ways. So I think like we got to stop running business as if we are the perfect person. We do the editing better than everybody else we Mm -hmm. do. I don't know, marketing better than everybody else. No one can do my Instagram as good as me. No one can do IGTVs better than me. No one can do whatever it is. <laughs> and, and believe, you know what? If you had a team around you, watch your business blow up because you can like, leverage of other people. I'm not educated. I don't have a career. Like, I don't have a degree. I don't have a specialty in anything, but my staff do. And I hire them and then they can do the things that I didn't do. Does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. I'm I'm usually on the side of like, I'm quicker to think about something and I'm slower to speak. I'm going to try to reverse that right now to keep things <laughs> kind of flowing a little bit better. So Eric and I actually worked on a, a little short film recently called Community Over Competition. And it was all about how you succeed so much more when you are working with the people around you and the people that are in your corner. And to kind of go back to your metaphor of Mike Tyson about, you know, everyone kind of has their designated role in a certain thing, like whatever that may be. For those of us who are maybe doing things a little more solo currently and want to expand into a team, what advice would you give to them? Like, What were the first steps that you took when you started to build out a team of people around you for these projects that you're working on? There's never a good time.
0: You never have enough money. You never have the right opportunities. It just doesn't fall in your lap. And so you need to hire someone so you get more time. You're buying time back so then you can hire someone and then you can pay them. And then once you do that, you need to do it again and do it again. So it really is about getting uncomfortable, but you can't hire people because we always spend all the money that we always have. And if that wasn't true, we'd all be rich, but we're not because we all do make good money. So you need to get uncomfortable so you expand yourself. If you realize that you've got someone else's livelihood on the line. You need to show up for them now, not just for yourself. You're going to start acting differently. Your goals are going to be different. Your marketing is going to be different. You're going to show mm-hmm. up differently. You're going to be more relentless. You're going to make the money for them. And then you'll realize like, geez, I'm, like, life just got a lot easier. And I don't even know how, but I just made the money because that's how that works. And maybe I can expand and get another person. So I think too many of us, were are trying to wait for the perfect moment, but there ain't no perfect moment. I've never met anyone that's just like, man, the clouds just opened up and the rays of sun just came down and all of a sudden I had all this spare cash and I just hired someone to do all the work that I didn't want to do.
1: It just doesn't happen. Yeah, but Dogecoin, <laughs> but Doge, don't you know?
0: Well, oh, 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 Dogecoin, I mean, that's that, that's like Elon Musk coming down on, from his
1: rocket, isn't it? Like,
0: <laughs> Thanks, Elon.
1: <laughs> now for an exclusive commercial break from our sponsor, us and our patreon rally caps has a patreon it's only five bucks a month we do extra innings yeah that's right you heard it right the baseball metaphor Extra innings. We do separate conversations after each episode where we break down our real thoughts about what we talked about with guests. And this one with Jai is actually really good. It's really honest. And if you want to hear it, it's just five bucks a month for these. Plus, we're going to be doing exclusive drops of stuff. We might even do live chats, um, live streams in the future. So if you want to be a part of that and a part of maybe even some merch or drops or something like that. Go check out Patreon. It's just five bucks a month and it'd be supporting us and helping pay Steven for all the hard work that he's doing and editing every single one of these episodes. Check it out. It's linked in the description as well. Now back to the episode. Okay. <laughs> a good time to transition to this topic. How did you get Gary Vee to come to the summit? And yeah, we have at? to talk about I that. I want to hear this story.
0: Uh, have you guys thought about this? Have you, have you asked yourselves?
1: Uh, about how Gary Vee got there? Yeah. I haven't. I have thought about it. Yes. <laughs> I has, yes, I have thought about it. <laughs> okay.
0: It's a really funny thing because not everyone loves this idea, right? And um, it's funny because you can create... like it, What's really important in marketing is to create something that's so interesting that it gets people thinking about it. It gets the haters to take notice because it doesn't matter whether you love me or hate me or love Gary Vee or hate him, you know about him. And so mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to. And to get him, it was kind of like at the last summit that we had last year, we kind of broke all our records. We held the biggest wedding photography workshop in the world. like, And we were just sort of kicking back thinking like, how can we top what we've already done? And then I was kind of sitting there, I was like, having a bit of a joke. And I was like, imagine if we got someone like Gary Vee to come and talk at the, you know, at something like this, like that would be next level, I reckon. Anyway, with my brain, I was like, it was a joke, but I was like, what's to say that he can't do that? And (laughs) why can't I reach out to him? Like people reach out to me all the time and they got a hundred followers. Like I'm only tiny compared to him. Like, why can't I reach out to him? And so I did on Instagram and DMs and um, got nothing back, of course. And then I got thinking about it for a little bit longer and I was like, nah, this has got to happen. So I did that again. And then I got, um, he got in touch with me and just said, Hey, like email me my crew and we can have a chat, like talk about what's going on there. So I was like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. And so how, the, how it works is like, I talked to Gary B team mm-hmm. and then I propose what I'm doing and then they submit it to him, put it on his on his desk, and then he looks at it and sees if it's good enough. So it got rejected because one is tickets are seven dollars, so I won't ever be able to afford him. It's a niche market, no one knows who he is. It's too small of a an event, you know. So there were so many reasons. And so they got back to me and they gave me a list of speakers that I can afford and I can more realistically get for my for my summit. And um all these speakers I never heard of. And so I kind of left it at that and I was like, man, I don't want to get someone I've never heard of. Like, what's the point of, the point of that, you know? So I got <laughs> back to him like a month later and I was like, look, if I have to get 10 extra jobs, I'll get the money. Like this summit is going to be huge. I'm putting everything into Facebook advertising. Yes, it's a small community, but these communities are amazing and they need, like they need outside perspective and they do know who he is. They love him, like they love him, like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I didn't hear back for a little while. And then they got back to me and they said, hey, Jai, we put it in front of Gary and he said yep, he will actually do it. So let's um, sign the contract and make it happen. And then I was just like, yes, never take no, you know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. And now it's happening. I still don't even believe it though. Like I've got this like scary thought in the back of my head that like last minute it's going to, you know, he'll cancel or, you know, something will happen. He just won't show up or something. So don't worry. Like there's big risk. Like this is, this is an expensive event to put on. And so if my little Wi-Fi connection here, this little thing that I plug into the wall here in Australia, like doesn't hold enough bandwidth to get this streamed out to America. Like there's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of, um, expectations. So the stakes are high and I think the pressure is high and I'm in front of a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that want to see me fail on a big scale as well. So I think there's, um, there's a lot at stake and I love working under that pressure. So I'll make sure I'm always under that pressure. Like here's another thing that I did. So last year, we made our money back, right? It costs, I think it costs like $120,000 or something. I put in tons into Facebook marketing. And um, with VIP tickets, we actually made our money back. And then this year, we're like, let's double the amount of people that are coming. Let's see if we can get 16,000 people. And then to make it really hard for ourselves, let's halve the amount the VIP is. So that way, like if we get the same amount of people, we won't make our money back but if we get double the amount of people then we'll still be making our money back and then we need to work underneath that pressure because if we don't we'll just do what we did last year it worked great but that's not what I'm here for I'm here to yeah. like see what we can do how hard we can push and um and see what's possible so that's
1: what we're doing this year your dm to him was it just text was it just
0: yeah it was like i sh- i could have done something else but i was just like it's funny because you can DM different people. So I I don't know if you know who Grant Cadone is, yes. but he's yeah. he's like a, like a big time guy as well. And I was actually just talking to him on Instagram the other day, and it's funny because these guys are guys out of my reach. But I was I know what will get him over the line, and I want to get him on my podcast. And so I wrote to him, and I, I, I wrote to him about something. I think just replying to one of his Insta stories, and then he wrote back, and then I was like, nice. I'm no longer in the, the requested yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I'm, I'm I'm in the yep. real thing. So I wrote to him saying like um, Hey Grant, you're not omnipresent yet. And then obviously that was going to get him because he talks about omnipresence. I'm like, because you haven't been on my podcast and my community need to hear you. So you need to be over here. And then he was like, Oh, all right. You got me like, send me an email, you know? (laughs) So it's funny because like, man, most people always just say like, Hey, you need to be on my podcast, and it's like that doesn't add value to anyone, and no. it's not funny. You don't know who it is, and mm-hmm. there's no reason. So even you know me getting onto this podcast, like it still was me knocking on your door saying like, "Hey, I've got stuff to share with you and your community. It could be fun. It's mm-hmm. going to be good. Like, mm-hmm. let's do this." And I make sure that it's not just me taking. It's like I can give you so much, and I'm letting you know how much I can give you.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's been a huge part of the philosophy of ours for uh, yep. pitching guests for rally caps. It's like, okay, so how can we? understand who these people are how can we take what we know of them and then turn that into either a, a genuine just thoughtful talking to camera video how can we turn it into a little skit how can we turn it like a sketch kind of thing or try to make it funny make it more of a parody and just do something that stands out from the typical text dm that will just get stuck in the the requested purgatory of dms forever <laughs> and it's been really really hey, fun what, for us yeah I mean, and no matter who you are, if you sent me that message,
0: I'd be on your podcast 100%. Yeah. Like, I love that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. It's super for, fun yeah, for us though. As they get more uh, nuanced and as we script them out more, we plan on like, as as we kind of scale up guests more and more, we're going to like put a lot more time and effort into those, which we're really excited about. So, And we're
2: hoping to maybe, maybe to, like, do like, like some y- kind of educational course on that as well. Like, hey, here's yeah. how we make these pitches and how we make them thoughtful and all that.
0: Yeah. I don't know, and it takes someone like you guys to show to to sort of systemize this kind of stuff because this is the kind of stuff that I do, right? Yeah, but it takes you guys to like experiment and push and get creative and not do what everyone else is doing, and that's why it's so unique, it's so amazing, and that's why you guys will get the success that other people don't have
1: uh if you could let everybody know when is the summit, get plug some of those details so everyone can hear it yeah twenty fifth twenty sixth of may p d t
0: time or p s t time whenever. You know, that's happening with Daylight Savings and it's all online. It's live. There's a VIP ticket as well. If, you know, people in different time zones can't catch everything live, so they can get onto that as well. Hey, and that helps me out to run big events like this, you know, yeah. so absolutely upgrade to everything, buy everything. <laughs> um, what, what were the price yeah. points? What's the entry level ticket price? So entry level $7, So $7 gets you live to everything. Um, We're going to have a clubhouse run at the same time. So it's kind of like a, it's like people that love to talk in class and, you know, at the back sort of thing. There's workbooks, there is literally everything. I mean, $7, there's more in discount codes. Every speaker's giving away good shit. There's like, you almost like talking about investing, you almost lose money if you don't buy a ticket, which is pretty funny. And then VIP is just as
2: good and big, but it's $47. Amazing. There we go. That will all be linked in the show notes and the description below. Please go check it out. Mm. Come on, cappers, we got this one. <laughs> go, go to the yeah, summit. Come on, then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to be bringing the energy. Um, and I was talking to Gary V, and he's like, he's like, I'm, he literally said, "I'm going to bring the fire to you to your community. Thanks for making it happen. So, you know, it's going to be good when people, not only in our industry, but other entrepreneurs, are bringing the energy. And it's really like what the summit is really about is like there's so many like you, yourselves like videographers, photographers. We work alone. We go through ups. We go through downs. There's there's competition. There's people talking behind each other's backs on Facebook groups. And there's so much to navigate, right? And so this is just like a big celebration of like the people that want to come together and they want some energy. They want to reset. They want to see what's possible. They want to connect with new people. They want to network. And it's like a celebration of like how amazing the community actually is. And I think that's what it really is. And it's, a, and it's an outlet for me to sort of funnel my energy into like inspiring people as well. And I think that's really important.
2: Hmm. That's beautiful, man. Well, I think if, if I'm remembering correctly, I was looking at the guest lineup for the summit and I think your wife, Lilu, is one of the speakers as well for it. What is it like yeah. being able to have like your partner in life be a phenomenally talented artist and to get to work on all these projects together? Uh, it's insane, man, but she,
0: um, yeah, she's more talented than than me. That's for sure. She's smarter than me. She's more driven probably. Um, It's funny because we both grew up together. Like we've been together for 15 years or something now, right? And so we both come from a small town where nothing's possible. And we're both sort of pushing into a a global platform. And um, we push each other so hard and we support each other. So she's like my business coach. I put everything past her and she's my biggest supporter. She lets me do anything, man. Like And it's crazy. Like (laughs) most people... Like Lily likes to me this morning. She's like, Jai, how much are you spending on Facebook ads for this summit? And I was like, oh, probably $100,000. And she's like, oh, whoa, geez, that makes me feel poor of what I'm doing. And it's funny because like, we don't really care about what each other do with our money. And I think having that freedom is like, she trusts that I can, like because she's had so much trust in me and I've been like allowed to invest in whatever I want, do whatever I want. It means like our wealth has blown up because I've been able to take massive risks. And um, Mm And do so many incredible things. And yeah, I've got her to, you know, it's amazing to be able to go home and have that much support all the time. And dude, I've, you know, I've put it through some crazy ideas. Our first cafe that we opened, we went bankrupt after that. We're living in a car. Like it was, it was like low time. So we've been like low, we've been high. Like it's, it's
1: insane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do, you, do you see yourself ever settling down? Do you see retirement ever happening? What is it going to be like no, when the man. wheels fall off? Like yeah. you physically can't move anymore. What, <laughs> never? It's never going to happen?
0: No, I, I, think, um, I think too many people think you get tired. And I think that's them kind of like um, projecting themselves. Um, I've got a lot of friends that are like, Jaya, wait, you're going to get tired soon because they're my age. But I've never been tired, right? And so they're waiting for it. And um, I'm like, man, like I understand that you're tired and you're losing steam because you've got the same job for the last ten years, and like whatever it is, and I have empathy for you. But to be honest, like I'm not tired, and I'm only getting more energy because I'm able to have more opportunities now. Like I'm be able to create more money, which means I can do more things. And I think, yeah, for me, it's um, there is no retirement. Like I'm not, I'm not working towards anything except just like making sure every single day I'm living, and then I'm proud
2: of myself at the end of the day. Every answer is just like this bomb of he wisdom. He just it's knows. Re- it's like really wonderful. <laughs>
1: it's, it's clear. It's so clear that you're so well-versed in thinking about these things that you can. All yeah, I think about. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's, it's very, it's very abundantly clear that you, it's just at the forefront of your brain all the time. You, you, and yeah. you have like things that, you know, you know, the responses to a lot of the questions we're saying. And I'm sure over time that continues to evolve as well, but like. It's just so cool to have a discussion with someone like you where it's just like that stuff is always being reiterated and proving the point is that you're so well versed in the responses and yeah, proves the fact that you are as passionate as you are.
0: I would love to say something on this because um I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, What are you passionate about right now? And they said, Let me have a think about it. And then 30 seconds went past and they're like, Oh, maybe this and that. And I think it's um so many of us like if you're in an elevator right now and I ask you, like, what what's hyping you up? What are you passionate about? What's your life about? And if they can't answer, like they're not all the way in there. And I think it's so important, like for me, like or maybe they've got no clarity. They don't actually know what their dreams are. They don't actually know what their aspirations are. And for me, it's like, it's so far on the forefront that I write my goals down every day. Yes, yeah, so you can ask me any question because I wrote it down and mm. I think about it because I'm going after it. And this is the stuff that I live and breathe. I'm not teaching, I'm doing. Yeah. And so because you're doing, like it's, you're immersed in the subject. You're immersed in like everything that's happening. So I think out there, like if anyone wants, you know, Big amount of success. They want to, They want whatever the crazy dream is. They want to shoot 50 weddings. They want to you know shoot weddings around the world and stuff. Like if you are not well reversed on what you want, then the world doesn't know what you want. Like mm-hmm. no, your customers don't know what you want. They don't know what you're about, right? Mm-hmm. So anyone can listen to any of my content. And they're like, oh yeah, Jai, he's probably... Yeah. He's hitting unrealistic goals. Like he will talk about that, you know, and he's, you know, he's relentless and he's a go getter. He's an underdog, you know? So they'll say things that like I said somewhere along the line, but yeah. I'm like, man, as long as I know what I'm talking about, like then everyone knows what I'm about. Does that make sense? Totally.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: All right. Was that okay. just an answer to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not, cause- I, my mind immediately goes to like, you talk about this stuff all the time. And so I, I, I just wonder like what it's like to be inside your brain of like saying a lot of the same things over and over. But I feel like there's an answer to that in that you're like, well, the passion is there. So it doesn't bother me at all to reiterate it I over. love or. it.
0: Yeah. Love you're it. Like, Ask me some questions that, you know, no one's ever asked me. You know, okay, that's what that's you should it. be doing.
2: That's our next section is batting yes. practice. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed there are some weird <laughs> questions in here that no one's ever asked you before.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay. Uh, Steven, you want to take this one?
2: Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All okay. right, everybody, welcome to batting practice. We've got some rapid fire questions for Jai. Jai, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. If you take right, too
1: long, go. he's just going to skip over and go to the next one.
2: Yeah, okay. okay. Here we go. First up yes. favorite vegan dessert i'm uh, vegan ice cream all right will you ever rock another haircut yes okay take a Ooh. hike or netflix Hike. favorite time of day morning 5 a.m best spot in melbourne for a photo shoot uh wherever you are with a camera <laughs> okay coffee or tea coffee 100 percent ear piercing or nose piercing nose piercing favorite place to travel to probably right now really want to go back to new york Australian accent or New Zealand accent? New Zealand. Are you real life best friends with Gary V now? I like to tell myself that. <laughs> <laughs> good work. There we go. Thanks That's for joining fun, us for batting practice. I man. wish I could get faster of that, man.
1: Dang. It's <laughs> so hard. It's so
2: hard. So hard. It is tough. Yeah. But you, you passed the flying colors. Yeah, that was that great. Was Quick follow up. What's your favorite vegan ice cream?
0: Um, there's this small brand here in Melbourne, um, that does sort of like a salted caramel, you know, actually like you guys, you probably know like salt and straw. I remember the first time I went to salt and mm, straw yeah. in Portland and it yeah. was just one shop and the lineup was around the corner. And then I was yeah. so surprised cause I was like, Oh, go try this. And they had a salted caramel vegan option. And this was probably like before it was cool, like maybe eight years ago, seven years ago. And I was mind blown. I was, I felt like I'm a fan of salt and straw.
2: Yeah. It's I've really good that stuff. LA, unreal. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. incredible.
0: I mean, every time I come to the US, I literally fly myself to a town that has that. I'm like, oh will be going to Portland. What for? Like, salt and straws right, there. Lilo, and I'm uh, draining
1: the bank account. Yeah. Bank account gone uh, vegan ice cream. <laughs> 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 Wait, so haircut soon? New haircut
0: soon? Yeah, I, I want to... Like, it's it's a, it's a hard, it's hard man. Like, this is not an easy haircut. And, um, yeah. you know, like, I think... I'm just ready for change and I I want to feel fresh again.
1: Do you have a go-to person to cut it or do you guys cut it yourself or what?
0: No, I've got a, I've got a go-to guy, but he's, um, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. It, it took me a while to find him. My, my real good hair dresser that first did my like fringe, he ended up selling the business, and then I tried to track him down as hard as I could. <laughs> Couldn't get his number or email anyway, and I was like contacting ex-business partners and everything, and he just <laughs> fell off the, fell off the earth like that. I don't know what happened, but ever since then my haircut hasn't been as good. <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, so and how, how long gonna, have you been <laughs> rocking this hairstyle for then? Because I feel like I've only ever seen photos of you with like this signature look. Uh, Probably two years now. That's okay. like two years. Okay, wow. So it's not that long.
1: Yeah. Was it longer before? It was not that long.
0: It was just long with no fringe, yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of like side part, you know. But Wait, you know what? Like, okay. I, I just think like too many people look the same. Like if you're... Yeah. I mean, we can all be so unique. And I think too many times we're trying to fit in. And even mm. when I got this haircut, man, people hated it because they're like, oh, it's a girl's haircut. You know, they would like and label so many things. And I think, like, hey, if you want to blow up your business, like it could be something as small as a haircut, but like stop trying to fit in. Like lean into your uniqueness. Like allow that to come through and allow yourself to have a personal brand that people will recognize straight away, like a talking point. Like there's so many different things. And I think you know life's too short to
1: just be the same as everybody so that's yeah. everybody's incentive to go watch this on youtube instead of just listening so you can get a look at <laughs> that beautiful mop the
0: the wonderfully <laughs> handsome jay long <laughs> yeah i'm thinking i want to get a, a, probably a bit shorter like you guys because okay. you know you guys are blowing up on youtube see i'm all audio so not many people see
2: me so <laughs> Well, I'm thinking now I need to do something more unique to set myself apart. So I might do like a reverse mohawk where it's like Perfect. shaved down the, middle, down the middle. And then it's, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like field That would be memorable. That would be memorable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, listen, Jai, we don't want to take more of your time. We know you have to get to shooting a wedding today. Really appreciate you coming on, man. This has just been freaking amazing. Everybody, you have to go. Check out everything that Jai does. All the millions of things we've listed in the show notes because of the million things that Jai does.
2: Yep, it's uh, all there. And like we said,
1: uh, make sure if, it, if you are on uh, YouTube, make sure to like the video to help push it to more people so Jai can get to more people as well. And subscribe to this channel, guys. Oh, Hit that bell go.
0: button, click subscribe.
1: You're ready. You're ready for the YouTube life. I'm ready
0: hey i have i've actually uploaded a couple of youtube videos now you guys should subscribe to me i've got 18 okay. views do you reckon that's enough it's uh, one video not yeah, across i'm talking one video there's like 18 yeah. views on that
2: that's some <laughs> <like> real ad sense right there yeah that's 18 people well, when you think about it guys like it's i think too many people are thinking
0: yeah like 18 people in their houses in different yeah. parts of the world sitting there watching my video that's pretty crazy <laughs> Think, I mean, awesome what
1: about... Okay, so f- final question. What's, what's the TikTok situation like? You doing it? I'm
0: um, not, man. Like, I think you got to play towards your strengths instead mm. of getting FOMO all the time. And I think too many people are trying to go across too many platforms. The thing mm. is too, like, you got to understand when to let go of opportunities as well. Because TikTok, like, you, you could blow up your business so quick. And I know you guys probably have. I know so many people have. Um, it's such a great platform. And, but like deep down, like for your own, you know, mental health and everything, you got to realize like, instead of just doing things for that reason, like how can you how can you do something that like best serves you? So if you're great at audio, like maybe you should talk more and get in clubhouse and podcasting and stuff like yeah. that. And if you're great on YouTube and you've got a great haircut, like you should get 18 people to watch you, you know, around the world <laughs> and like live the dream, like whatever it is. But um, yeah, I think like, yes, there's great opportunities on there. But for me, like um, already too busy taking up all the other opportunities, man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> super, super wise response and a great one to close on. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks again, Jai. Really appreciate it.
0: Hey guys, I really appreciate you taking the time to interview me and I really appreciate all your audience and stuff. And hey, if you ever want me back on, I'm keen as a jam about anything, anytime, anywhere. So let's make it happen.